bestiality. Here's Hulk. What a screamer that was by me. Hello and welcome back to Chitty Chatter. Our fourth episode coming in this week. We're going to be talking about uh, our A-League and EPL team of the seasons. As if the season was to end now. Obviously with coronavirus seasons are on lockdown. There's no guarantee that any season is going to be finished. So we thought we'd talk about who makes our team of the years, more specifically in the A-League, and we'll touch on the EPL a little bit as well. I'm back again with Ed and Zav. Thank you again for joining me, lads. How are you both? Yeah, good. Special guest, as always. Um, so that's nice. But... No longer special anymore? No, no, <laughs> no longer special. Really. Just, just co-hosts, I guess. Just co-hosts, yeah. We, How many caught that take? We've locked like it that in. Take. No, that's good. Um, no, I'm good, man. Thanks for asking. That's good. You're both keeping healthy, keeping distance from people. We're, we're, we're trying all, to. We're all safe distances at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's no way to prove that on the You podcast, can't even see. So. Just believe us. Yeah, just trust. Practicing social distancing, that's what matters. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, we're good. No, glad you guys are well. Obviously, a pretty serious predicament the world's in at the moment. So, everyone's obviously got to stay safe. Keep washing those hands. Keep your distance. There was a Neil Diamond. He changed uh, Sweet Caroline to, instead of, like, reaching out, touching me, it's like, reach out, don't touch me, like... <laughs> Washing hands, stuff like that. Neil cool. Gallagher, like each day, has been doing that with his songs, and it's getting very annoying. <laughs> yeah, he's a, fu- <laughs> he's a funny man. For once, you're like, yeah, this is this is good, but then mm, after a while, you're just like, nah. <laughs> Are we going to do the Imagine video like everyone else did? You see, like Gal Gadot and all those celebrities, oh. they all sang like three seconds of Imagine. Oh, and, really? And like it just was so bad. Oh, <laughs> it was oh. not good. I thought it was going to be it good. It was yeah. shocking. You're going to be like, change my life. They got absolutely like... roasted online. There you go. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about teams of the year, A League, team of the year, EPL, and we're going to talk about maybe a bit. Who's performed well, who hasn't, and then we'll touch on a bit of trivia as well, and then uh, wrap the episode up. Give you guys a little something to listen to while you're all staying home in quarantine. So yeah, we wanted to get this one out just before, I guess, we can't record together anymore. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to, we'll have to phone in. Yeah, phone in. Like special guest, that's actual that's special actual special guest. Yeah. yeah, I think I need a bit more equipment for that, but yeah. we'll work that out if it comes to it. <laughs> have you guys noticed anything in the week of football, just quickly before we dive on into the A-League? Um, what I've noticed is just with the lack of content, how creative some people get it, which I, I, I find admirable. And yeah. just some of the like clickbait titles you get, and you're just like, <laughs> you know what, I'll, I'll dive down that rabbit hole. So um, Sorry, he's specifically talking to Fox Sports Football. Yeah. We don't care about Hulk's new girlfriend who's become niece's wife. Yeah. Don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. To be fair, kind of interesting. It's actually That's really the only one to be fair. <laughs> I just remember that one. It's the only one that's been interesting. Yeah. But there's other ones that have been shocking. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I've noticed. Um, and... I don't know, I'm just, I'm just impressed with how people are just willing to find a way. So, yeah. Definitely. Zav, any, any social media trends? You're a um, pretty social media kind of guy. The Belarus Football League is still going. Um, they do stuff. not give a damn, apparently. They just, or they've got crowds, they've got everything. No <laughs> one cares, and they're appealing to Messi and Ronaldo for them to come wow. to Belarus, which bold. I don't think is going to work. Nah, Very bold. bold marketing strategy, but... Yeah. um. Yeah. Strategy interesting they just off. could not give a damn like oh, coronavirus we, we, we beat it oh, yeah. that's your Belarusian accent Belarusian 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 Eastern Europe just kind of like Eastern European anyway, anyway, I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my trivia question so um, yeah was it actually we reload I was like what league's still going it's, well you've got a backup so I do have a backup so yeah and business. I've noticed I enjoyed the uh, the Connect 4 games mm-hmm. A league memes yeah. lost to the Socceroos, which is a bit. Did they beat the ladies' league today? I had a big one. I haven't yeah. checked, but they did say they would be sacking their Connect Four admin Ooh. if 
the Connect 4 admin lost that game. I was just saying Adam Sell's resume. Yeah. I sacked his Connect 4 admin <laughs> during coronavirus. <laughs> Obviously, there's the... I got laid off. <laughs> there's the toilet paper challenge as well, which I think our team's going to be taking part of. Ooh. Taking part in soon. Is that happening? Where? Well, I believe so. We've been asked to send in some, so I'm trying to think um, of some funny ways to do the toilet paper challenge. Have we been asked? I don't know, right. Yeah, I didn't it, that it got posted in the group chat. Oh, okay. Don't you worry. I pay attention. Obviously, these two don't. <laughs> and then Zav showed me something funny today, the James Milner Quarantine 11, which was hilarious. Oh, jeez, that's brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, he's gone the and got... you and Adam one. <laughs> yeah, so he's gone and got all these, yeah. like, household objects, and he's got this big lamp, and, like, he's like, oh, you rubbed, like, the genie bottle, which is at the bottom of the lamp. It's actually rub. You rub the bottle, and uh, out comes the genie. Genie one other in centimeter. Oh. And he's got, like, another lamp, and it was like, Frank... Lamp art. Oh my god! Uh, and, he said, and he said he couldn't have um, those two those two lamps tangled in the middle there. It's yeah. just like funny hell. Yeah, it was quality content. Oh, he's creative. See, yeah, because I remember at the start of his career, everyone was just like, he's just the most boring bloke, <laughs> and then he's just come out and he's a king. He had a Henry Hoover as Thierry Henry. Uh, at the top of the uh, 442 which oh, was quite cool. funny Lewis oh. Dunk the final one he dunks the biggie <laughs> in the tea he like, just oh, dunked a biscuit in the tea most military I reckon it's like class. were there any like a couple of stretches there because I reckon in his mind he was like oh I've got like three or four good puns here and then like he, I think he got all of them got all the Carl Walker one took me a minute because he got a lead and there's like oh no wait it's called a walker and like Carl Walker um, yeah, yeah like yeah, a dog yeah. that one took that, me that's a thinker that's a, that was, was a thinker I caught Two, three rewatch, and I got there in the end. No, but I appreciate it. I thought it was really good. He did yeah. pretty well. Yeah, no, fair. Well, anyways, as we were saying, the A League has suspended now, and uh, let's touch on that a bit. So, yeah, suspended, disappointing, but the right call. Uh, I guess we were saying that obviously the A League starts a lot later. So potentially, if it does get suspended and, and then football leagues can open up, let's say July time or August. The A-League has more of a window to complete that season and less games. So I guess that is one thing that's quite promising in the sense that the A-League could be completed, but who knows? I was glad they came out and they didn't say it was an indefinite suspension. Because yeah. that was the rumour mill, like Vince Rigari was saying, it's going to be an indefinite suspension. And you're thinking, all these players' contracts going out in June, you're thinking about what's going to happen for the league, yeah. all this sort of stuff, they're most likely going to pull up the Fox Sports deal that way. Yeah. But at least suspended till 22nd of April, I believe. So yeah. they'll have another meeting then. Obviously, I don't think it'll be... Obviously, Corona won't be solved or... They don't no, think exactly. to play by then. But they might have a better idea when they can play, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, we'll find out. Yeah. I think it's um, the right call as well. I think the timing was really good because I think the longer we started to play, the more attention we were getting, which was a good thing at the start. But then, as the virus gets more serious, people start yeah. to be like, you know, that's... Why are you still playing? And yeah, you don't exactly. want to be probably looked at like everyone's like, oh, the Belarusian league. Um, but at the end of the day, it's probably a bit irresponsible. And so yeah. I think we like the NRL was still playing. We played a day after that, and then yeah, we cut the cord. So I think the timing wise, they did it well. And you know, we got to be a football at the end of it. We still got our predictions in for one round. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, now our predictions, I guess, become the. Final ladder. The final ladder, yeah. I think that's what everyone's going to take from it. That's it, right? Expect to see it on Fox Sports soon. Yeah, no, on the official A-League website for sure. So. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting, I guess, if we do, if it does get to, if they do play again, it'll be interesting to see how they stack up against that ladder. But we had a bit of fun going through those predictions. Yeah, no, it was good. And, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, right call's been made. I think the league just couldn't go on in that no. form. So we'll see if it comes back. But it'll be, be weird how they resume because, like, all A-League yeah. players have been suspended from training for the next three, mo- three weeks, sorry. 
So oh, they're sitting okay. at home yeah. doing nothing. Yeah. And uh-huh. like imagine in a perfect world they come back and like a week later, okay, you guys got two midweek games coming up. Yeah. Like, yeah. We haven't trained in three weeks, like what's going on here? I don't know, I kinda like that though, in terms of it's just so different. Like it just everyone's comes like, a level playing field, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. at least the thing is everyone's under the same conditions. So um, it'd be really interesting, it's at least gonna be different seeing how like the footballers react to suboptimal training conditions. So. Yeah. And I feel for the Knicks having to come all the way to Australia oh, for at least what, an a week. exemption, thank gosh. Yeah, they've gotten back they've gotten back which is good. Um, New Zealand let the, all the international players in, yeah. which was good to hear. But yeah, I can't imagine being them coming out here for a week and mm-hmm. training, not playing any football and going straight home. But yeah, good on them. They are a, a great club. And yeah, good yeah, to see them putting in, re, like, re, like ready to give it a go yeah, exactly. to try and make the league work, which was fantastic. And just quickly, before we move into the uh, team of the year predictions, Ed, old school England jersey. Tell us a bit about that. I do. So, um, I've got on, I think it's probably, when did England win the World Cup? 66? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Mid-60s. It's like the standard one you see Bobby Moore has on. The red, like, like heavy linen. Like, I'm wearing it right now. It's bloody hot. Basically a t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, it's just, it's not playable fabric. Um, Yeah. And, I don't know. I got it from my cousin who uh, moved to Manchester, I think, in the mid-2000s. And he just... Got it for me, and it's just got another six on the back, and I don't know, it doesn't really hold much nostalgic value for me, but it's just kind of interesting to really feel like what an old school jersey kind of would look like. And also, started watching um, The English Game on Netflix, yes. which is uh, based in the 1870s or something like that. When the Made it through that. And so, not saying that the 60s, the 1960s, and the <laughs> 1870s are the same, but it's it's been a good time for football nostalgia, I think, yeah. with all current football shutting down, have a look back. So I would highly recommend giving that a watch. Um, it's not as much football as you'd think, but it's an interesting period drama anyway. So yeah. that is my shirt. And yourself, mate, I saw you made some recent acquisitions. Well, in the we week. do love a vintage football jersey. And I thought, you know what, we're quarantined. May as well try and get some vintage football kits in before I can't order any more in. <laughs> so today I'm wearing a 2002-2004, uh, about that era, yeah. of, uh, of Brazil. A Brazil home jersey. Yeah. The classic, what you would expect to see, R9, Ronaldinho in, guys you, like that. Can you get the R9 haircut? I think so, <laughs> actually, yeah. I'm contemplating. I mean, no, if no one's going to see me... Yeah, why not? Why not? Exactly. Have a bit of fun with yourself. I'll keep you inside. Yeah. Keep you quarantined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. If, <laughs> I don't want anyone to see it. I'll definitely stay indoors. You're, you're staying inside. That yeah. was a great era for, for that Brazil side. That's Fantastic probably era. some of the most iconic footballers playing together. Yeah, and class jerseys yeah. from Brazil as well. Their away ones really cool too. Obviously, just like a blue and white the version blue, of yeah. what I'm wearing. Yeah. But um, yeah, so vintage football jerseys and Aussie uh, website based. They're based in WA. Shipped to me in two, uh, three days. And yeah, pretty decent prices. Really, really big fan of them. That gave me a little note in the package that said, oh. "Thanks, Alex." Thanks, Alex. Enjoy Legend. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, pretty wholesome stuff. So, definitely try and get onto them. They don't have, uh, like, a massive selection, but if you get them quick, yeah. follow them on Instagram, stuff like that. Reasonably priced. Good jerseys. Plus, I feel like with the retro jerseys as well, unless you're after something specific, you know, those smaller selections make it cool because you're like, oh, I've got this, like, 89, like, Benfica shirt or something. Like, I would never buy that in my life, but... It's there, it's yeah. sick, so yeah. it's I, super niche. I didn't bring in a shirt this week, but last week I brought in um, my old old school Dutch one, 
the Van Basten one, yeah. the old cool orange and white one. Yeah, that really was very cool. cool. Nice retro kit. And it's nice to have just kind of something a little bit different. Yeah. Just even though it cost me 10 euros and it was mainly for King's Day in the Netherlands, but I really like that shirt. I wore part of it. Definitely one of my favorite football kits ever. Oh, I, I think nice. I want to buy um, the old Denmark, like the Laudrup's era oh, Denmark yeah. jersey. Yeah. That's like the two-tone one. Yeah. Really, really cool. But yeah, love a vintage kit. Anyways... We don't want to get too distracted in football jerseys because we could talk about that forever, probably. Let's yeah. get to boots. That could be more interesting. <laughs> to go to boots, mate. Boots, I could go for longer, probably. The Predator Manias, wow, we oh, Don't start me. Uh, we can't, we can't. We can't. So, team of the year for the A-League. I haven't set a formation per se. We're going to discuss and we can decide a formation. It's going to be four at the back standard. Yep. And I'm thinking either a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2. Depends on the players we pick. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see what happens. So I guess just criteria-wise, we're just going off, like, if the season's just finished now. Season finished now, yeah. Season yeah. finished now. Okay, yep, fantastic. Season's done now. So no one's been crowned. So Jason make the end. The six, sorry. Yeah, so that, you <laughs> technically owe me a beer. It's technically, season's not finished yet, mate. Okay, so, sorry. Um, I'll get you a beer in good time. In good time. Uh, so we'll dive into goalkeepers first, and I just wanted to throw out a special mention, just in case you're listening, doubt it. Glenn Moss oh, yeah. racked up his 250th in probably what could be his last game of his career and mm. potentially last game of the season, depending on what happens with COVID-19. He's not, unfortunately, going to be in our team of the year. No. But just a quick little shout-out to him for... you know. Think how many people saw him make his 250th appearance because there's no football on. Yeah. There's a little... Yeah. So Glenn Moss running on for his 250th. Yeah. Millions I, of people. I mean, he's been a great servant to the A-League, I think. Um, yeah. you know, coming across from... Wellington, and he is just a mainstay for a lot of years. So, if that is your last game, um, congratulations on a great career. Yeah, millions of people watching around the world. Yeah, twenty-five million apparently from Italy tuned in. I don't believe that at all. Definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what the commentators. That's someone else. No, said. that's absolutely. So I'm, I'm taking that statistic with me, rolling that's, with it. Yeah, no, so lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. That is definitely true. That's legit. Um, and they just got to see Ryan Grant's luscious locks. Go up, bomb up and down the uh, right-hand flank, which was great. Speaking of... Oh, we'll start with goalkeepers. 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 Oh, I thought that was a great segue. But... So, I've got a couple names down here we can decide for a goalkeeper. Mm. So, I looked at Daniel Lopar, Jamie Young, and Andrew Redmayne. Woo! Okay. Yeah, they're the only three contenders. Yeah. I think Redmayne for consistency... Lopar has saved Wanderers, especially in the back end of the babble, the babbles stage. Yeah. Um, and Jamie Young has really come into it. It's one Brisbane save of the form. week every, every week, week, every single week. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard. In terms of like a highlight goalkeeper, I'm picking Jamie Young every day of the week. You know, he's probably Massive the most aesthetic power. and entertaining goalkeeper, which yeah. you don't get to say a lot about a lot of keepers. Whereas you see Andrew Redmayne, and you like. You're not really looking at him being like, oh, this is nothing special, but that's probably yeah. as well his workload. He's not facing as many shots. Yeah, well, most weeks he has not much to do, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard to judge based on that. But, I mean, for me, I think the low power probably fits both of those pretty well. Wanderers are in that situation where they were just so bad for so long and he was really keeping them in a lot of those games. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, I think he's a, he's a big shot. Yeah, I've got some stats here for you. Uh, like, we'll just a little bit of vibe on each one. Lopar, as we were saying, been pretty pivotal to the Wanderers, like, gaining points or winning games or, like, drawing games or whatever. Um, pulled off a number of excellent saves throughout the season so far. Been a fantastic addition to a position they've really struggled with mm. for the past, what, 
since Kovic left. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. They've really struggled. I mean, they look like they had come off winners when they got veteran, and that turned out to not be the case. Um, but Lopar's been a great addition. I actually went to the Wanderers Leeds game preseason. Um, and he pulled off some brilliant saves. Yeah, I, I mean, they only lost 1-0. Mm. But it was the first time I'd seen him play. And I was looking at my brother, Western UFC fans. And I was looking like, they've got a, they've got a good one here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he looked proper class. And he had a pretty good season. Like you said, he really did drag them through the back end of the Babel era. Jamie Young, clean sheets, six. Mm. Save of the weeks. Who knows? <laughs> Every single week, probably bar two. Um, he is actually quite low down on the list of saves made each week with 51, but only in 16 appearances, oh, which yeah. is a lot less than other people. He wasn't selected for the start of the season, right? Yeah, so he doesn't have as many appearances, mm, but a- he's still got a good amount of saves. Uh, Lopar only has three clean sheets, but I'd probably put that more down to the fact that the Wanderers can't defend. There's only so much a keeper can do. Yeah, exactly. Um, Redmayne has six clean sheets as well as Jamie Young. They're the tied second most. Liam Reddy has the most. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't put him in the conversation. I I, Liam, Reddy. <laughs> Liam, Liam Reddy. When I think of Liam Reddy, all I can think of yes. is him going on that wild yes. run for Perth, yes. Yes. losing the ball and blowing up. At, I think Mark Warren. Yeah, that was like you're just like, mate, that was all you. Like, what, what are you doing? Absolutely ludicrous. Mm. And like you said, Zab, Redmayne, and, and Ed, you said this too. Redmayne, just very, very consistent, great in the air. Yeah. Just he does his job every week, and Sydney FC don't concede many goals. They've conceded the least goals in the in the league throughout the whole season. Redman um, is a beast with penalties. I'll give him that. He is. He's a yeah, beast little wheel dance. So I mean, it, it's a tough one, really. It depends, like you were saying, if you want the highlight kind of keeper. Jamie Young does pull off a lot of saves. Yeah. Brisbane are quite high up on the table, and he has as many clean sheets as as uh, Redmayne. Uh, he also has the highest percentage of clean sheets as well mm. in terms of six in 16 appearances. Yeah. Um, Lopar, hugely beneficial for the Wanderers, gain points and stuff like that. That's that's it for me. I think it's, you talk about really great goalkeeping seasons and you think of David De Gea, um, was it two seasons ago, and they you know calculated how many points he saved United mm. and that kind of thing. For me, that makes, that's where your goalkeeper really earns their pay is when they're making those critical things and so yeah, yeah consistency wise I think it's hard to go against um, you know uh, red name but yeah so are we, are we do you want to pick a selection each or do, we or do, do you want to go through and go through all the positions might as well pick yeah. one now I feel yeah, let's pick one now okay so one through the team yeah, yeah. Oh, and make changes if we need to but we shouldn't need to right, Who? I'll, I'll go with Danny Loper I think he probably in terms of what you said before got Wanderers points where they needed them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it has to be Danny Loper. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, hands down. He's the reason us. they're still in the, the battle for the top six. Yeah. Exactly. He's kept them up there, and now you've got Duke and stuff. Starting, they were starting to fire yeah. uh, come the battle for the, the last position in the final. So, yeah, I think he's been critical for their season. Probably going to be the only Wanderers in the team. <laughs> I can imagine he would be. Yes. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. You never know. I think Jamie Young will probably Brisbane Raw's only shout in there too. Yeah. Sydney FC might have a couple more besides Redmayne. But yeah. you'd think we'll so. into that. Glenn Moss, potentially then Newcastle. But I digress. Defenders. Start on the right. Start on the left. Start on the centre. Should we start on the left? It's a pretty easy decision, I think, on the yeah. left. Yeah, start on the left. Pick our chair. Not Matthew Cordier. 
No, in his one game, unfortunately. He just didn't make enough to come into the top three. If top four, sure. If you didn't know, that's Sam's brother. So he comes in on the bench, I think, in in our team. Yeah. yeah. Just just for... For pure nepotism. For pure nepotism, we're just going to put him on the bench. There is no bench. He's the only spot on it. <laughs> but Matt, made a bench. Matt, that's yours. Uh, so on the left, yeah, Kakache. Yeah, has to be. I run, think run us through some stats. Bit of stats. Three goals and one assist from left back with the Knicks this season. Uh, been wow. great to watch at a really young age, coming and playing some great football for them. 2.4 tackles uh, this season per game. And Knicks also have the third least goals conceded on 23. Perth have 22 conceded. Sydney have 16 conceded. So he's part of a pretty pretty good defence at the Knicks setup. Really young player. Just... Yeah. Also, pretty. his attacking prowess is ridiculous. That, that output, I didn't realise his stats were that high. God. Yeah, three goals, one assist in the season, which is, yeah, pretty good from In the short back. season that their league's had, and, you know, from fullback, that's that's really he's going, he, He'll go places. Yeah. On the uh, on the map for where his goals come from, they all come from literally the same spot as well. Like, left-hand side of the box, it would be like an overlapping run. Yeah. And just pings it. Bangs it. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, that was probably one of probably going to be one of the easiest decisions we'll make, I think. In terms else? of positions. Any other shouts? I mean, Josh King's played all, pretty much all season for Sydney, but hasn't been a standout. Like, yeah. He's been good, but... He, he, I think it's a great first season of him just establishing himself, and I'm sure he'll be great, but... Good to see Zula on the bench on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Zula's yeah. back getting back, which was, well, I mean... It's been a while, hasn't it? has been ages. So He'll be back. I can't really think of yeah, many think, others who I would... I think we're locking Kikashi in. Who would fill that spot, really? Yeah. Happy with that, stuff. Yeah, oh, Kakache is the only one. Yeah, so Kakache goes in there. We'll move to the uh, centre backs now. Mm. I think this is the hardest one. Probably the toughest to fill because no one's really had like a a standout season back there. Yeah. No one's been. No one's dominated. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you don't get many highlights at centre back, do you? But <laughs> you could easily pick the two Sydney centre backs because they've, they've yeah. done their job. I mean, yeah. Stats wise, yeah. considered the least goals in the league. Yeah, Wilco and. McGowan have done excellent yeah. at the back. I think they've done very, very well. Yeah. But they haven't been tested at times, but still done a great job. Yeah, and like, I mean, it's interesting what that um, Marco Rojas run where he just megged um, Wilco. Yeah. You know, and you just see stuff like that and you're like, that's like a highlight, like, blooper for him, but you just think the rest of the season is just so consistent. Well, yeah, mainstay in Sydney FC's team. He's captain of Sydney FC, obviously. Um, which is you have to play a big role as a captain to be able to keep Sydney FC at the top of the, yeah. the table for so long. Uh, team with the least goal conceded, as we mentioned, tied second for most clean sheets in the league. Yeah. He's also got a great disciplinary record, no cards at all this season. Really? Not a single one. Yeah. Uh, which is like That's, yeah, unheard yeah. of as a defender, I guess. Uh, he's played every game for Sydney this season and he's also chipped in with one assist. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Got an assist. Uh, and McGowan, equally uh, yeah. part of a pretty pretty solid Sydney FC defence very similar to Wilco in terms of stats in like passing tackling all that kind of stuff and he also has a goal not an assist but what a, that's a for, in terms of recruitment you know just coming in yeah and McGowan is I think five five-ish years younger than Wilco as really? well I think Wilco's 35 McGowan's just clocked oh, okay. but um yeah I mean what looked like could, would have been a really old partnership and kind of worried a lot of Sydney fans probably has turned to be Pretty solid. Yeah. Um, they looked really good. As I said, considered the least goals in the league. I think Wilco pips McGowan for me. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, see another man in your run sheet who could be in there for probably the one defender highlight is K. 
Curtis Good. I mean, yeah. Oh my god, that goal line clearance is. He's just... had a decent season, especially this twenty twenty. So good, like twenty nineteen oh, wasn't as strong. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got one goal, one assist this season. He also leads the league in passes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that says a lot about their style. Yeah, fifteen hundred, just over fifteen hundred and twenty-one appearances. Mm. Um, so yeah, creating. I mean, moving the ball around a lot. He's got a sixty-nine percent tackle success rate and a seventy-six seventy sixty-seven percent win rate in the air. Yeah. Uh, pretty disciplined this season with only two yellows, no reds. The only black mark I can put against him, and I guess the city as a whole. Uh, is the fact that by Adelaide, who've conceded 42, all the teams in the top eight have less goals conceded than City. And they sit in second. So City have conceded 34. The next closest is Wanderers, who sit down in eighth Mm. on 30. Wouldn't wouldn't pick that, definitely, without knowing that. That's quite interesting. So, I mean, obviously, Curtis Good has been quite good um, as a defender. And yeah, you said great goal line clearance. Probably has been one of their best line, their best players this season. Yeah. But does the fact that they can't keep a clean sheet tie into the fact that maybe he shouldn't be in the list? I don't know. In terms of talent, I think I agree with you. I'm putting Wilco in there for sure. But um, I don't know. I'd probably say if you offered me right now, Curtis Good um, over McGowan, I'd probably take him. Thing is, there hasn't been any massive like centre backs like standing out this season. Like, no, exactly. Jordi Boyce did like um, Matt Yerman did in that season. Yeah. Like there hasn't been anyone who's stood out that much. Yeah, and there's been a lot of rotations at certain clubs with injuries. And a Western United's gone through a fair few centre backs. Yeah. yeah, so it's just there hasn't been a lot of consistency as well. It's been really strange. I thought about maybe mentioning Top or Stanley, but the only thing I really really think of is his screamer. <laughs> that's, that's it. So I mean, we're going to moments then. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. No. He's, he's, you know, fair enough, he's been consistent in the league for so long, so that's good, but yeah. yeah. In terms of talent and um, consistency, uh, yeah, what do we reckon? I think we all agree. From I had two from Perth, just oh. as mentions in there as well, just to get us all thinking a bit. So I, had, uh, I think it's Woodrick, the mm. Swiss. Oh, yeah, yeah, Swiss yeah. Woodrick. Uh, he actually got player of the month for January as well in, in the league. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, young centre-back is like 25 years old, having a good season with Perth. They have uh, kept a lot of clean sheets. They have the most clean sheets, so they've oh. got seven. Uh, yeah, three yellows in 18 appearances only. Has not great tackle success rate, only 38% tackle success rate, which is not fantastic for a defender, obviously. Um, 86% pass accuracy, which is pretty good, so good at distribution, which is important in the modern game. But I think who's probably more important to Perth's success is Alex Grant. Mm. More minutes than Woodrick, um, so you could argue more integral to their clean sheets and more integral to their whole season. Yeah. Uh, more passes, pretty similar passing accuracy, has one red and four yellows, but um, has a much better uh, tackle percentage rate and has played 19 times for Perth. Yeah. Um, he's been pretty pretty good for them and they do have the most clean sheets. So I'm, I, it's a, it's a toss-up. I think Wilco gets in there purely yeah. because Sydney FC considered the least, yeah. which yeah. is down to defence. I, I think I go with Wilco and Alex. And yeah. Alex Grant, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm sold with that Alex. as well. I think so too, yeah. Alex Wilkinson and Alex Grant. Alex is in the, Alex in is the in centre. That. And Curtis Good potentially pushing there. Just, but Yeah, in terms of talent, yeah. Yeah, if we were playing five at the back, but... We're not. We're not. So, sorry, Curtis. So, move on. Alex, Alex Grant signed for Portsmouth and Stoke, but never played a single game for them. Really? Fun facts. Fun facts. We love fun facts. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of... He used to play at Newcastle. Well, play... 
in inverted commas, Curtis Good, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there. I remember all the old FIFA squads back then. Owen, uh, a big uh, friend of ours, and a big Newcastle big friend of ours. Yeah, <laughs> big friend of ours. He'd always be like, "Oh, Newcastle's got this great young Aussie. He's going to go places." And Ended up in the A-League, but, I mean, he still almost made our team of the season, so... Well, no, yeah, he has had a good season, and just because he hasn't made yeah, as a two best in the back in the league doesn't mean he hasn't had a good season, and... Mm. Probably an honourable shout-out has to go to Stephen Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Taylor, Stephen yeah. Longpins Taylor. Um, yeah, part of that... Proper Geordie. <laughs> part of that uh, really good defence with Liberto Cacace... Which has been pretty pretty decent to watch from the Knicks, but yeah, I think yeah, lock in Wilco and Alex Grant for our centre backs, and on to the right, probably only two shouts, which I think have probably been the only two real shouts since Franjic disappeared, yeah, and has come back. Um, Josh Risen and Ryan Grant, yeah, yeah, hard to actually like. I mean, Josh Risen did them. make it into the FIFA team of the team. He of the did. Week. He got a team of the week. He also. I think it was that was for right. Most assists as a defender, yeah, in, oh. in the league with six this season. Six, wow. That created, is really impressive, actually. Created 10 big chances as well this year in 16 appearances. Uh, 45 crosses, four yellows, 77% passing, 51% tackle success rate. And how Western United set up, though, is he, he's more of a wing-back, right? They, th- they play three, yeah. So yeah. he would get up more than Grant. So that's an interesting thing to consider with those. Have you got any of these defensive stuff? Would he get out more than Grant? Did you just see Grant? On the that's weekend? true, yeah. He was playing centre forward. Grant for like does have a motor. He has 51% tackle success rate, mm-hmm. only four yellows. Um, I didn't have any of those defensive... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only thing in terms of how to differentiate them and consider, but um, they're different stylistic elements, I guess. But yeah. Well, Grant's only missed two games for Sydney. Sydney have played 19 now. So, yeah, he's played 17 for that. And, yeah, best right back Australia has at the moment. Best right back in the league. Mm. It's good to have two Aussie right backs going at it. It really is, yeah. Both playing in the A-League. I think if you wanted a, like, a position to have in the A-League, which, you know, especially in the heat we play in, to be, like, that fit, I think it's not a bad position to have, like, one of your no. best players is just an A-League player, you know? Whereas yeah. your big striker or your technical sentiments, sure, you want them graduating to the bigger leagues, but in terms of soccer selection, I'm really glad that, you know, Grant's now gone from... He started with Ange and now has gone through a whole real generation and yeah. people are still picking him, so it's good. Yeah, no, he's he's been really good. At, watched it, like He's been really good to watch coming the tail end of the Socceroos when Ange was starting to wrap up. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, kind of take that position his own because Risden... Risen had a good World Cup. Yeah. Um, I think he played against Griezmann and Pogba. Yeah, yeah. I know. But he, he, he performed well. And I think a lot of us thought maybe Grant should have been playing then. Yeah. Um, but kudos to Risen. He is a quality player, which is why he's in this discussion for the best right back in the league from this season. Uh, for Yeah, for Grant's stats, he's got one goal and four assists um, in 17 compared to the six assists of Risden in 16. Um, he has a much better, well, not much better. He's a marginally better passing accuracy with eighty-four uh, percent. A couple more crosses, much better tackle percentage rate though with eighty-two percent. Two yellows and that red, that Sydney yeah. trying to get downgraded. Uh, yeah, I think it's tough to split, and I don't know if I want to pick Grant purely because I know he's a better right back, but I don't know if he's had a better season. Yeah, I, that's that's the problem with me is Grant's legacy is probably one of the greatest. He will be one of the greatest A-League players ever. Yeah. And 
does that just mean he automatically should make the team of the season? Whereas Risden has had a really good season. Oh, I, I think for me, I'm still going to just say Grant because you just see him on the ball and he just, he makes me smile, man. Like, personally, yeah. I just find it, I just, I can't, I can't not have him in there. So that's me. I'm, I'm putting him there. I think individually, they've both had very similar seasons. Yeah. But none of them are ridiculously standing out. But collectively, like in a team setting, you look at Sydney. Probably have to go with Grant just point. based on their yeah. stats as well. Yeah, I think Grant for the defensive stats Sydney has as a team least yeah. goals conceded, and yeah, also just for his quality, I think probably one of the most important players in Sydney's. But either or, really, like I would, I do pick Ryan Grant there, but Risden is it? Mm. You wouldn't could easily complain. Play. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's a pretty good 50 one. Yeah. So, yeah. so so far we've got Lopar and goals right back Grant, and then Wilco next to him, and then. Uh, uh, Alex Grant on the left centre back and then left back we have Kakache. yep okay so moving into the midfield this is where we have to I think we can we probably have to take in midfield and attack in the same boat and then decide if we want a 4-4-2 or a 4-3-3 I'm yeah. thinking uh, oh yeah we'll play by ear but I'm thinking we will play two centre mids two attacking mids oh yeah maybe two attacking like mids like two centre mids yeah. two attacking mids two strikers oh or- Sydney um, a Sydney lineup. <laughs> no, I'll do. Or maybe just maybe either two CMs or two CAMs, and then just play the three up top, so right wing, left wing striker. Do, so this is a four three three. Yeah. It's a, either inverted pyramid or a normal pyramid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how we go. We'll draw it up for the people at home. <laughs> okay. Should we dive into midfields first then? Yeah. Um, where to start? There's been some some pretty good ones. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with a rogue shot first. Okay. Petrados. Yeah, I actually what, have most assists, most assists this season, I think. Yeah, really? league leader in assists with wow. eight in 22. Okay. Five goals as well. Which I didn't really expect, mm. just because of Jets' season. He must have been a part of a lot of their goals then. Yeah. Because he scores a few as well. So, I, based on numbers and I mean influence he has on the team, there's not really a lot of other people in Newcastle yeah. who are pulling anything like that. Yeah, he's literally their most important player. And when they had that really good season, it was him and Naboo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still integral to them operating and getting points. And I've got here that potentially he could have helped them push for that sixth spot, which they would have probably fallen short for. Um, <laughs> he also has the most crosses in the league and the most chances created. Okay. So in terms of a midfielder doing his job for a team, yeah. for a team that aren't great, to be able to still have that kind of output is something to definitely admire. And yeah, I think he's thrown himself right into that conversation. Yeah. The only... Also, I mean, just on Newcastle, sorry. I'm just from his goal on the weekend and just overall consistency. I think Ugarkovic is really underrated. Mm. I just think he performs every week and he pulls out a banger. And he's definitely not in this discussion, but no, I just think he's 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 a really consistent and good midfielder. So yeah, he's been really good with the Jets for the past few years. It's been well, yeah, he's he's made so I think at least over 100 appearances in the last since 2016. So he's Really, since then, main he's state. been their mainstay. And whilst yeah. they haven't been great then, he's always been a standout on the team sheet. So, yeah. just a little shout-out. I think if, if we're going 4-3-3, three, three, I think this could become a little easier. Because in the midfield, I've got... I have Castro down as a midfielder. Ooh. Yeah. But that depends if you want to play him as a winger or not. There's and it depends, it depends if you take three strikers. So this is, this is why I'm saying we, we, we have to discuss. But we'll touch on Castro later. I've got also in here uh, Ulysses Devia, Ryan McGree. Is Devia a winger or is he a midfielder? 
he's a mid. Uh, he's like an attacking midfielder. He can play striker as well, but he usually plays like yeah. like you know how Sydney play a, a two CMs, two cams. Yeah. yeah, he kind of plays that right cam. So like can push like to a winger. Can play striker, yeah, can play okay. midfielder, but I think we list him as a midfielder. Yeah, yeah. I think we don't, we don't have to worry. Like this team, we know is probably not going to be that functional, but I think it could be pretty functional. We, we've just got to get the best players on the bar. Well, yeah. So you got Devia, McGree, yep, uh, Cami Devlin, yep. Uh, Cami Devlin, I think probably gets pushed out by Dim Petrados. Devlin has the most tackles in the league, however. Um, he also was Player of the Month in December and Young Player of the Year nominee for January. Mm. Uh, so two great months there and has had a fantastic all-round Impressive year. Impressive for a senior reject. <laughs> well, yeah, like took a massive leap of faith leaving Sydney, all you would know as a, as a young yeah. adult, joining Knicks, who probably no one expected to have a great season. Mm-hmm. It's good. And I think it's good he knew Uffie. Bossing Uffie quite well. Well, yeah, he knows, yeah. knows Uffie quite well, obviously, but still, like, it's a, it's a massive leap of faith. And I mean, it's... Come up great for him, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking the teams above. Like, are there that many midfielders who have just done that much for their team? Like, Sydney's had a lot of rotation in that area. Like, Bratton's been great, but I mean, teams above on the table, you mean? Yeah. So, I mean, for their success, I think he's been really good, and I'd definitely put him in the mixer for sure. Yeah. What about um, old mate Diamante? Diamante, I would list as an honourable mention. Mm. He's been good. Like he's been, he's been pretty good to watch. Pretty, yeah, fantastic to watch. Pretty integral to to West United's season, and fantastic on Instagram. Oh, and that's that gets you onto that bench. It we'll does. Put him on that bench. It really does. He yeah. slots in right next to Matthew. Matthew Cordier and Alessandro Diamante. Who thought they'd line up together on the bench? Oh, I love it. I, I bet do. not Matt when he was watching him play for Italy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Diamante. I think has had a fantastic season and if he stays on for next year it'll be interesting to see because obviously United are a bit old yeah. so it'll be interesting to see if maybe if there's it's a weird thing to say for a young club <laughs> old yeah it'd be interesting to see how he could get on next season obviously Bess is firing who comes into the conversation for attackers yeah um, but yeah he's been good I just think people like McGree and Devia have been a lot better McGree yeah. was young player of the year nominee for October um, a shining light in Adelaide's pretty mediocre team, pretty yeah. mediocre season. He has 10 goals and 5 assists and 18 appearances. Yeah. Which is nuts. Like, that's nuts numbers for a midfielder. Yeah. I mean, just off that, I, you know, I find it hard not to put him in that team. Yeah. You know? Proves his quality. Like, I yeah, mean, the reason Adelaide are probably still in contention for a, a final spot is rather than agree. Yeah. And they paid a transfer fee for him, you know, and that's almost unheard of. Yeah, in the end, to make you know he's made he's made good on that. So yeah, I mean, it worked out for him for them for Adelaide that he didn't go to uh, Thailand or <laughs> in January. Go well, on. yeah, that panned out pretty well. And then Devia in st- uh, stats wise, probably the most important player for the Knicks this season. Yeah, um, tied fifth highest goal scorer with eleven in twenty, five assists as well. So yeah, what's that? Sixteen in twenty. No, he's 11 in 20 goal, 11 goals, 20 games, 5 assists, 16 at contributions. Okay. Top 10 in the league for chances created as well. Um, Ex-Chelsea boy. <laughs> I'll uh, bring that up. <laughs> never, never got an appearance. But yeah, I think just... Tafir was my first pick. Yeah, I think he's probably the first name on the sheet for me. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like how we're going to line up, I'm happy to go for an ultra-attacking midfield. Because, I mean, just... 
the amount of goals they contribute, and there has not been a crazy outstanding DM right this season. Yeah, yeah. they haven't even brought up a Sydney player in the top of the league. Yeah, but well, I think the that's they're just a unit, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, Retre, uh, Bratton, uh, Caseros, when he plays, they're all you know super consistent back there. Yeah. I think. The yeah. only Sydney midfielder who I would have put in contention would have been Brandon O'Neill if he stayed. Yeah. He looked like the only person that probably could have put himself up there. Like Ed said, Sydney FC are more of a unit and Ninkovic hasn't had as much influence. Yeah. Bam Johan's been pretty average. Yeah. Like he he's even been terrible, but he's just he's just played his part. Yeah, exactly. He's growing into his role. I no, thought, he is. I he he's playing quite well on the derby. He I did, think. but like he's not He's not putting. Season. Yeah, he's not having an input in terms of numbers wise of assists and goals, which is fine. Like the system works, Sydney are top of the league. Yeah. But I don't think there's been a standout. The only person who I think maybe besides O'Neill could have made it would have been potentially Bratton. Yeah. Fine. But Bratton's good for his passing and really good defensively. But again, hasn't been a, a standout. He scored a goal that got disallowed the other week. Yeah. Like, so maybe then could have could have pushed ooh. his way in. And also another person that could play that defensive mid-role uh, would have been Neil Kilkenny, yeah. who's been up there in numbers of passes. Just, but a, again, yeah. we're here for excitement. And, <laughs> no, no, no. and Nicky as well, you're right. You're just like, we put him down as potentially the greatest, you know, A-League player of all time. Yeah. Uh, well, far enough, for sure. But yeah, I think this season, you know, he's again been fantastic, but he's just been part of a really good team. And he hasn't been, exactly. I, don't, I don't think he's been carrying us as much as maybe in the past couple of years, so... Um, yeah, a bit of weight taken off his shoulders, I guess, and he's ageing a bit as well, so it happens. I don't know if he makes that, you know, it makes the discussion there for that midfield. So. Yeah, the only other person I could see coming into that midfield, mm-hmm. as I said before, would be Diego Castro, yeah. and it depends if you want to play him as a, a centre attacking mid or as a left mid. I just think there's quite a few strikers that could go yeah. up top. Um, that's why I'm thinking he would fit into the midfield more likely. Castro? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so in sense in a sense of statistics wise, he's tied second on assists with seven and eighteen. Uh he has the fourth most chances created with forty nine. Mm. He's got four goals as well, so he's got eleven contributions in eighteen. Um eighty one percent pass accuracy, forty crosses. Um constantly talks of <coughs> him being the best foreigner that A League's ever seen. Liam Reddy backs him very highly. Uh yeah. Probably one of the first names on Popper's team sheet every week. Yeah. So I, I see him and kind of Ninky in the same vein that they're like they're still obviously performing. Yeah. But other players I think have just been that one step above. So Well Economides before he got injured from oh, birth probably Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a bit of that bit of that light in terms of creative and goal scoring force. So you don't think Castro should be in there? No. Well then who do you think if he, if so okay, we need to figure that out this midfield. Well so, do we yeah. talk about attackers first and then decide if we're going Oh, is there too many strikers do you think? I think we just decide on... We've got our list of midfielders now. I think we just go through. I think, for me, I'm putting in um, Dimi. I mean, I wasn't thinking about him before this, but then you lay out the stats and, you know, probably the most productive player. Yeah. Um, Riley McGree, of course. And then, uh, obviously, you've got De Beer. So yeah. For me, it's a super attacking... It wouldn't work, but if you're t- talking probably the most influential players in the midfield, in the A-League... Yeah. I'm yeah. actually happy with those three as well. I'd probably agree as well. And Castro, I could see... Yeah, he'd be like, you know, first If not, third on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> third on the bench. <laughs> you know, this bench has gotten bigger. But at, like, Castro, I could see potentially pushing into this attackers depending on who yeah, you want to leave out as a striker if you did want to leave someone out. Yeah, it depends. We could chuck a striker winger. Just, 
I think the choices. two easiest choices up top yep. are McLaren and LaFondra. I think they both have to be. Yeah. yeah. There's, There's no, no way. You yeah. we, can, we can touch on their stats, yeah. but they're in there regardless. Uh, obviously, McLaren's league-leading goal scorer with 18 and 20. Yeah. And uh, not the first time he's done that either. Nope. And pivotal for Melbourne City's current success. Obviously, we touched on Melbourne's defence and the fact that they've considered a lot of goals probably pushes McLaren's influence up a lot more because yeah. he's the reason they're up so high. Yeah. Exactly. If it wasn't for him, they would have conceded the thirty-four still, yeah. and probably not scored ten as, as like maybe ten goals less. Yeah. They would have scored or something. That hat trick against the Mariners on Friday oh. really helped him. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. been super influential for them. And he also has most shots of goal per game mm. uh, with seven, eight, or three point nine a game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, most in most in the league for that. And then Lafondre pre literally close behind seventeen and twenty. Yeah. Uh, hugely important to Sydney. I think, yeah, he's taken that light off Ninkovic, probably. Yeah. And I, I get so confused by it because you don't think he scores that often. No. But it's, I think it ties into the fact that Sydney have been grinding out 2-1s, 1-0s, yep. 2-0s, and it's consistently Lafondra, one goal, one goal, yep. one goal. He miss a game, two goals. Yeah. Yep. Patrick. Like, it's just, it's, he's very consistent at scoring that one goal that you need to get the win. Yeah. Which exactly. is probably why Sydney are where they are. Yeah. He is your reliable goal scorer. Yeah. Uh, not far behind in terms of shots either with 64 or 3.2 a game. Mm. Um, yeah. I think those two, you can't leave out. Just They've just been the best, you know, strikers in the league. And Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, they, would they be able to play together in a team? Probably not, but, you know. I don't know. Because... So before Bahaji got injured, mm. the plan was meant to be. This was a season or two ago. Yeah. The plan was meant to be to play Lafondra and Bahaja at striker together. Right. And I mean, Sydney do kind of play the the speedster duo up top. So I could see actually McLaren and Lafondra working. It just depends because Costa doesn't score. Costa assists yeah. Lafondra. Yeah. And I mean, that's to know I, I, Costa tries to score yeah. it's just been falling the Fondra's way but I don't know I think they could be quite potent together yeah. Maybe. so well they're in this team for sure so. well yeah I mean let's see how it goes up against the EPL team of the year yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh and then well this last spot well we've still got Barisha's had a great season I yeah. think Costa is probably a good shout what 6 assists 8 goals it's good season for a new club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Scored in the big blue, do you not? Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is not easy to do when you come from that way and probably cop a hell of a lot of stick. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, Barisha, Costa. I had Juki with a question mark. I don't think I mean, he gets... I think he definitely gets on no. the bench. It's an extreme. <laughs> Juki was my next one. He's... In terms of, again, coming back to like the same influence like Petrados yeah. would have... Just like he was a shining light in Wanderer's season. He so, him. so important for them. I mean, we scored in both derbies they won. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Exactly. Mitch Duke with the header. And he three can do points. the splits. That's it. Can do the splits. That's that. Yeah. Him. I think just he's below Fornaroli for goals. And he's not like yeah. light, light in the league up in terms of how much he's scoring. But yeah. Captaining the Wanderers, which, and obviously like he's. The, like as a captain you're one of the people that's trying to influence people to push for that sixth spot yeah mm. um, and they're doing a good job they were doing a good job of it uh, yeah important goals when it counts I think yeah definitely in the conversation Barisha scored more I don't know if I'd want to put Barisha in though he got 15 and 19 which is really good third place for goals obviously yeah McLaren the Fondra Barisha Important for United, yeah. but has gone missing throughout the season. No, I don't think he makes the team. So that's why maybe we do get another creator in there, either Costa or 
does Diego um, yeah that's Castro. right is it is it Castro on the left is it Costa on one of the wings yeah I mean, is it Mitch Duke on one of the wings yeah I think Duke just because like all the all these strikers have had you know we've got basically four really good strikers but I don't think we can give our top three spots to three strikers you know what I mean I think I don't I don't know I um, think we're gonna have one kind of creative wide player I think just in terms of what they create so I mean I'd probably, you know, Costa, you'd give me his numbers and they, they add up to me. What was it? Seven assists, eight goals? Six assists, eight goals. Yeah. So is, 14 in 19 games. Yeah. It's pretty good output. And obviously assists are harder to, you know, create a lot more than goals. Exactly, yeah. So, and he's done a good job of it. I think... Well, he will cast right He doesn't take pens, Costa. Yeah. That's true as well. Yeah, he doesn't take pens. I think Alf scored three pens. Yeah. Just blasting and has actually scored the most pens, fun fact, for this season. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, doesn't take away from the fact that he should be in this team, obviously. Uh, but sometimes that does come into conversation of yeah. if that person's a good goal scorer. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I think mm. Duke probably falls out of the, yeah. the contest. I, he could... He could beat Castro purely because I think Castro, yeah, has disappeared a bit this season. Not to say he's not playing well, but it's the X factor. And, yeah, you probably had Ikonomides being that X factor for them. Yeah. I'll lock in Costa. You're going with Costa. I'll lock in Costa. You know, like yeah, you've. I I think more than I'm thinking about now that we're kind of a bit more undecided and debating. You look at the table. Who's on top? Sydney. It's true. Who feeds the striker? Who's getting the most goals? It's Costa. And I, you know, the comments will be like, oh, so just three Sydney fans. They're so biased. <laughs> but if I feel like we're pretty undecided there, and he makes the most sense slotting into that. For third spot. Well, top. yeah. So that's fourteen contributions from Costa and seventeen contributions from Lafondra. That's just in terms of goals from Lafondra as well. I think he has maybe one yeah. assist. Yeah. But let's just let's just say it's seventeen and fourteen for now. That's thirty-one. Yeah. Sydney FC have scored something like forty-three goals. Really? Wow. So that's like almost all of it has come from those two. And if you do look at the fact that Sydney can score a lot, which is the most in the league, and concede the least. Yeah. So it makes sense to that's have That's why I think there. in this team there shouldn't be any Sydney midfielders and no. defence, attack, makes sense. Yeah, and I think uh, in terms of late runs for those attacking spots, you had people uh, like, where is he? Ben Halloran, even. He's had a decent season. Yeah. As a mention, he gets. I think he gets a mention. Doesn't make the bench, I don't think, but another person who's probably done a, their fair bit for Adelaide this season yeah. for a team that's not performing well. Craig, uh, Craig Noon on the wing, yeah. seven assists this season as well, tied with Diego Castro. Glimpses of quality, but again, yeah. not prolonged for the season. Uh, Pascopo in the midfield, uh, slash wingers, yeah. I guess, same as Devia. He's been pretty good coming from uh, Serie C, yeah. right. uh, which is insane. And yeah, in the under-23 setup now. Fornaroli with 12 goals. Yeah, it's a little weird, like, Brisbane actually having a pretty good season, but not once have we brought up any of their outfield players. Exactly, it's strange, isn't it? It's so odd. It is. Again, they're just a good team, right? Well, they just grind. I don't know if they're a good team, they just grind out results. Well, I I think it's fair play, like, maybe, or no, we'll touch on coaches, but you know what? For a first season, fair play to him. I hope he sticks around, and I hope he... You know, keeps at it because I think he's done really well for a first season. No, he's done pretty pretty fantastically with them. Um, and the last person I had in was uh, David Ball. Oh yeah, uh, that's it. He he's was a bit of a baller. He is a bit of a baller. Oh. Thank you for the pun. He is the last person to get 
their player of the month. So he got player of the month for February. Yeah. And who knows what the Knicks would have done for that push for the second spot. Yeah. He jumped up to, I think, six goals just before the league stopped. Yeah. And who knows, he could have snagged four before they got into the, the finals. He was in a really, really good form. Yeah, could have pushed on and been integral to uh, Knicks potentially winning a grand final even. So I think unfortunate for him to not be included considering the season hasn't ended. But as it ends today, as we're saying... Yeah. He doesn't make it. But yeah, had a fantastic season down with the Knicks. Uh, Gary Hooper as well. Yeah. Ex-Norwich man. Uh, but yeah, I think... So we're deciding on McLaren, LaFondra and Barbarousas. I think we're... Lock it in, there. Eddie. Lock it so, in. So are we going to go through our 11 and then give us a coach? Yeah. So we've got in goals, uh, Lopper from Western Sydney. On the right, we've got Grant from Sydney FC. We have centre-backs, Wilco and Grant, Sydney FC and Perth. Left, Kakashi from the Knicks. Yeah. Midfield, we have Devia from the Knicks, McGree from Adelaide, Petralis from the Jets. Yeah. And attack, we've got McLaren from Sydney, Lafondra from Sydney, and Barbarousas from Sydney. So we've got four Sydney players four Sydney in there. Players, um, we've got... Uh, two Wellington players. Yeah, Devia and Kakache. Yeah. We've got uh, Lopar from the Wanderers. We've got Grant from Perth. We've got McGree from Adelaide. Yeah. Next, um, Dimi from the Jets. Yeah. So we have no one from Brisbane, no one from Western United, yeah. no one from Victory. Strange to not have them come up in a right. conversation about no, how well people play. Yeah. No. I mean, Toivonen's been okay. He's been okay. Honorable mention. Honorable mention for Toivonen. We'll make the bench though. No, but he's been the best yeah. for them probably this season. It, yeah. And it's, it's weird not to see a Mariners player. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's shocking. So I think that's yeah. Just no one there. You'd be like, oh, no. But I think that's a pretty well-rounded list. Yeah. It makes sense to have four yeah. Sydney players there. Yeah, I think they that's are it. the best team of the season, and it makes sense to have you know a couple of Knicks players, City striker. Yeah, I think yeah, pretty well-rounded. Let us know what you think of that. We'll post that up on uh, the socials and just see what people think about as a team of the season. And you had an idea for a coach, didn't you? Yeah, I my idea for coach was uh, Ufuk Talai. Purely because no one probably expected anything from him or the Knicks this season. I mean, it's either him or... Uh, actually, no. There's three mentions. There's Robbie Fowler, Steve Corica, yeah, and Uffie. I think they're the three you put up yeah, there. Yeah, three. And I'll agree with you there. I think Uffie, just like you said, exactly. I mean, Corica last season, deservedly got it because no one knew what he'd do. And yeah. he won it. This season, no one knew what Uffie would do, and he's, you know, we could have seen the Knicks go really Uffie well, was rude enough because they lost Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, and now he's done a better job. Like, no, it's, yeah. been, it's been fantastic to watch, and I think, yeah, we made a very, you guys made a very good point before about Robbie Fowler um, potentially even being coach of the year. He has been coach for the month twice right, this yeah, season. Yeah, back to back, I think. So. I mean, the only thing I could argue is the fact that the Knicks actually play attractive football, <laughs> yeah. and they're higher up on the table. Yeah. I think that works. And there was no expectations, whereas Fowler, I guess, had not not a lot of expectations, but it's been kind of boring football. Again, no mentions in the team of the year because also it's not been Also, to ever do it with Wellington, considering the amount of travel, yeah. exactly. everything that's happened to them this season as well. Like, yeah, it's been down. amazing. Wolfie. Congrats, Wolfie. You got and it. Any other people I had as a uh, honourable mention, we had uh, D'Agostino, yeah. uh, great youngster at Perth. He got the young... Player of the Year nominee for Feb, uh, ready just for clean sheets reasons. Uh, Matt Miller from the Jets, 
again, I hope I was hoping he'd have a better season just because there was so much hype last season because he was like this right back who could yeah. attack, defend, yeah. all yeah. this sort of stuff, and he just hasn't lived on. Um, and then Kilkenny and Scott Neville. Yeah. Neville was the only other person I could think of besides Jamie Young from Brisbane who's potentially had a, a decent yeah. season. And at the end there, they're just consistent A-League names who, you know, they're always, they always perform. And so... Yeah, exactly. Good. All right. On to the EPL. We'll go through a really quick one through because this is a lot more straightforward, I think. Yeah. Um, some of the positions have definitely already chosen themselves. So yeah, let's smash through this. Uh, goalkeeper. You have three choices, or two choices probably. I threw in a third just for a bit of fun because yeah. I like him. My third was Ben Foster. Yeah. Uh, he won't make the team of the year, but just because, like, I don't know, he's a great guy. Has, Good what story. is it? Yeah. Uh, so well, you're not bringing in Casper Schmeichel there? No. I yeah. threw in, because I didn't think Casper Schmeichel or Ben Foster would become goalkeeper of the year, so I thought I'd throw in Ben Foster's name. Just I, because... I thought was, Casper's definitely had a better season than Ben Foster. I don't know. They have the same clean sheet. If I you... Don't look at 2020 for Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, 2019. That's, but that's it's, a, it's a full yeah. season. Yeah. Foster's had a better 2020. Well, a full season. <laughs> well, but well. just because it's Michael that first, that first half of the season, I mean, yeah. obviously Leicester are top four where they probably shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. And but Michael did save pens and he did quite a bit. Yeah, I only have Foster there is because he's pulled them out of the relegate. Well, yeah. pulled them up through the relegation battle. Been an impressive rise. And been really good under Pearson. And just, yeah, all around great bloke. But I think, yeah, probably between Dean Henderson and Allison. Yeah, I think Dean Henderson. Yeah, I think it's Dean Henderson. I role. agree. Well, no one knows, no one expected Sheffield to be where they are. Exactly. Yeah, no. uh, put himself really high up in the order for what would have been a good Euros for yeah. the. Uh, Did absolute for bits for my fantasy. Absolute <laughs> yeah. bits. You are still top of the league. Mentioned. Probably will end top of the league because the season won't play anymore. Thank you, Jordy Wilson. Who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah, ten clean sheets, wow. which I believe is the second most under Nick Pope, who has eleven. Oh, okay. Apparently. Yeah. So, how many has Allison got? 10 as well okay. and he's played so much less games yeah. much much less games but that yeah. goes to the fact right. of yeah. Liverpool's defence yeah. um, which is huge in the defenders but yeah I think Dean Henderson is yeah. it crazy like the English goalkeeper Pickford just yeah. so many people ahead of him already. Yeah. Right. yeah it's amazing isn't it what, yeah. what, what would have happened if the Euros went ahead yeah. yeah who knows Dean Henderson starting in the Euros would have been great to see yeah now locking him in for me yeah that works yeah, okay, well, onto defenders. We all know who the right back and the left back are. Yeah, that's straightforward, and I'm very happy about both of us. Yeah, Trent right back, uh, yeah. 12 assists this season, only under KDB, who has 16. Yeah. Uh, going forward, defending all of it. Free kicks, corners, set pieces. Corner taking quickly. Only thing, uh, only thing he needs to work on a little bit is being nitpicky, it's just his defence one on one. Other than that, love him to bits. Yeah, he's Last been way. exceptional. Even his Snapchat gameplay is fantastic. Um, just a little throwback there for you. If you, if you don't understand that, don't worry about Just it. Just World Cup 2018. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, left back, obviously. I, I had another mention in there just to throw a bit another name in. I think it goes to Robbo, but I also had Chilwell. Yeah, no, Chilwell definitely. Chilwell had a good season. He's um, had a really good season, but... Probably the only person that could compete with Robbo for it. He's got three assists, two goals. Uh, but Robbo has the second most assists for a defender. <laughs> yeah. with seven. Uh, one goal this season as well. Fourth most passes in the league, integral to Liverpool's defence. It's interesting, Zab, because um, I remember when Liverpool were starting to piece together this squad, maybe probably like three years ago, when you guys were really starting to, you know, you'd signed, um, you know, Sane and, you know... Mane. <laughs> Mane, yes, thank you. Um, and you were really just starting to bring the squad together. And I was looking at the team sheet and I was just like, look, apart from like probably one other centre-back, your team is stacked. But I was just like, well... 
what's what's happening in the fullbacks? Like, you know, you've got this young yeah. kid who's starting to play and this Scottish geezer. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's why you guys will never be any good. You just haven't recruited well in the fullbacks. And I'm so, like, just incredible how they've just gone from being that, like, you know, yeah. letting a team down, in my perspective, to now being undisputed best in the team. Well, yeah, to go from Alberto Moreno <laughs> to where we are now yeah. or where Liverpool are now with Robbo it's insane and like I still look back on that um, goal line clearance he had in the game where they lost to Madrid yeah. in the final like you're down 3-1 at that point yeah. and you're still like chasing back making tackles like fantastic player the engine on him is ridiculous all round geezer and yeah funny lad on the socials very funny lad that video from um, Liverpool about making new movies or something whatever yeah. it was that was hilarious yeah he's a funny geezer um, so yeah I think probably Robbo and Trent on the flanks and mm. then at centre back you've got Virgil yeah. that's pretty he's much the yeah. Yeah. Most... he hasn't had as good a season as he did last year but I still think there's no one else kind of like Castro's and Ninkovic's yeah. most people do compare Castro and Van Dijk that's, yeah. well, that's what I've not... heard <laughs> only you only get that on Chitty Chitty but no competition in the sense for like he's the best centre back in the league he has uh, the most passes in the league by f- almost 500 yeah that success. doesn't surprise me wow. well he got there was some stats where he got like the most passes in one game as well I'm pretty sure yeah. something ridiculous like that he's got a success rate of 89% uh, on his passes 4 goals 1 assist 2 goals in 1 game as well yeah. uh, one yellow no red so really disciplined yeah God. Oh, he's timing with tackles he doesn't ever go down he's just very good at timing and yeah. he's got a, he can sprint you know you don't think he's he can rapid. sprint that fast but oh, no. all around he's a, he's a Rolls Royce yeah. that's the put him absolute class but on other centre back is a little bit more up in the air yeah I have um, Soyukun from Leicester I agree yeah. I think but the last two months he's gone a little yes. quiet he's yeah. really when he's come up against the big four, he's struggled big time. Against us, when we beat Leicester 4-0 at the start of the year, he could not deal with Salah, with Salah and Mane. He just could not deal. Yeah, I think... I, I heard a great piece of commentary when I was first watching Leicester, actually. They compared him to uh, David Luiz mm. in the sense that he's a little bit wild. Yeah. Sometimes he'll go on marauding runs through the middle and you'll be like, mm. what are you doing? Sometimes he'll pay off and be like, wow, what a legend. Other times you'll be like, you're an idiot. Like... You're being Liam ready. Uh, I'm sure he's thinking that as well. I think he would be. Uh, but he's been pretty pretty good partnership with Johnny Evans. Yeah. Seven most, uh, seventh for passes this season. Only missed one game with Leicester as well. Huge successful season for him and the team. Uh, partnership with Evans, as I said, outstanding. One goal, one assist. Four yellows only. Could there be anyone? I'm just trying to think, is there anyone who uh, could Phil Jones will always be a shout <laughs> for me. Anyone I, uh, take the spot? I was thinking Lewis Dunk. Um, just I don't know I thought I'd throw him in there Lewis Dunk is a really good uh, centre back him and Duffy have a great partnership Brighton obviously not a fantastic team and they can see a lot of goals but Dunk is pretty pretty influential for them he's really important him and Duffy score a lot of goals from centre back as well true I really do like him I don't think he beats Suyukun but I think yeah He's a shout. I don't think you can put many other people in there, though. I'm trying to think. There were Spurs, no. Chelsea, no. Chelsea, United, no. no. Maguire's If, t- if Tomori kept playing and was yeah, injured, maybe. possibly. But um, nah. Man City, no one really. Like, yeah. I, can't. I would have loved to have watched Laporte oh, play because he's by far oh, one of the best centre-backs in the world. Beast. If he was playing, he'd slot in. Right I was going to mention him, but he just hasn't played enough. Nah. So I think, yeah, I think it goes to VVD and Soyukun. 
Yep. Are we set on that? Absolutely. Special mention, Lewis Dunk. Yep. Special mention. Thanks for coming, Brighton. Hope hopefully you stay up if the season Hopefully. keeps playing. Get, keeps getting played. Okay. Love Aaron Moy and Matt Ryan, of course. The boys. Okay, so onto the midfield. Uh, again, midfield and attack. We could go four three three. We could go four four two. It honestly just depends. But I think one person who slots straight in for the midfield is De Bruyne. KDB has to be there. Yeah. One of the best players in the world, like hands down. Yeah. Fantastic to watch play football. The man's a genius. 16 assists this season, the most. Nine goals as well on top of that. Most through balls in the league. Yeah. Second most crosses, fifth most shots. He does shoot a lot. Yeah. Doesn't s- score them all. When he does, though. But when he does, they're bangers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's... There's no even just like debate around that. No. He just is one of the best, like yeah. the best midfielders in the league. And for a highlight reel for a midfielder, it, it kind of like I don't know reminds me a bit of like the other midfielder you think of. Like I always think Zidane is so like graceful, and you see some of the stuff he does, and you're like, how do you do that? And like, yeah, I you know you watch like you wake up and you just see like an amazing assist by De Bruyne, and you're like, yep, I've just come to get used to this. So he's in there for me for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then I think it gets a little bit tricky. Mm. after that because um, no one really has a lock-in I think you, you're going to say uh, Jordan Henderson I'll say Jordan Henderson um, I expect that that much from you Instantly. but I mean you look at the man this season he's taken the role of captain and taken it to a new level for him he's yeah. changed his game it's not like he's just he was meant to be a six but he said to Klopp I want to play further forward because I can provide something and which he can he's cr- he can, he's hot right wing half the time the amount of metres that guy tracks is ridiculous yeah. he's, he's everywhere he's five goals and three assists but I think we mentioned with the A-League, we had no one who really filled that DM spot. No one that had like a standout season. But I think when you look at Jordan Henderson and you, you can't look at how many goals and assists, even though he's pushing forward, you can't look at how many goals and assists he's providing because it yeah. is the leadership and it is those meters he runs and how important he is to the team. I think he is probably one of their linchpins. And if you remove it Henderson... Showed, it showed against Atletico. It showed yeah. against Watford in yeah. these games. Yeah, I think so, so important to their success. He would have been a nominee for PFA Player of the Year. Right? Yeah, and his definite best season to date oh, in his career. Um, yeah, I think definitely in the conversation. I don't think many people can oust him. I have Madison listed in there as well for a midfielder. I think if we're going to put Madison, either Madison or Grealish. Yeah, Grealish too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of Grealish. Oh, mate. I know. John McGinn as well for Villa has been quite good. Yeah. But, uh, but Grealish is, Grealish is more is important. Like Grealish. I think Grealish is going to make it in this. You think one of them makes it but not both? Yeah. I agree. I think one of them makes I it. Well, like, is it, are we playing 4 4 2 or 4 3 3? The thing is with Madison, like, it, it'll come back with Leicester's drop off has been significant. And yeah. at the start of the year, he will start the season, he was incredible. And now, you know. Well, yeah, he only has six goals and three assists. I mean, only. Like, that's still decent numbers. But as a creative force, he's not that much further. He's literally one goal ahead of Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Um, but he has been great for Leicester. Creative, scores from free kicks, great on corners, like really important to how they play. Great link up with Vardy. Uh, one image that really like I hark back to from the league was when they were playing Spurs and he scored an absolute outside-the-box belter. Mm. Um, ended up being injured after that as well and just like hobbled around yeah I remember um, that <laughs> and they beat uh, Spurs 2-1 um, but fantastic goal yeah. yeah I do enjoy waking up and watching him play I think he's got a little bit more growth to do obviously mm-hmm. like he is still quite young and could really be one of the best English midfielders in the league oh yeah um, but yeah fantastic season second uh, for three balls in the league fourth for crosses as well so he does 
do his fair share for the team. Um, and I don't have Grealish's stats, but um, yeah, Villa's best player. Yeah, and I think this is seven goals. Okay, and I think we we all know he's really just going to get that big move, especially if Villa were going to go down. He's, he will. He's. I think this season he proves he should be in the team this season, and you know he's got the makings of a superstar. Captain sure. Jack, yeah. Captain Jack. So, he's been he's been great. He got whacked in the head last season against Birmingham. Yeah, that's right. And he's come back in. I literally remember watching that game. He getting whacked in the head, and I was like, he's going to score. Like he will do it, and he went and scored like fifteen minutes later. Yeah. Insane, yeah. I, I do love Jack Grealish. He's come a long way from his days on the names. Yeah. Um, well, he yeah. has. He has. Uh, uh, all right, well, I'm pretty happy with Grealish, KDB, and Thingy. And Hendo. Shouts. Yeah. I had in there uh, Todd Cantwell and Emmy Buendia. Um, Lundstrom as well. John Lundstrom's been fantastic yeah. too, yeah. Just a couple of honorable mentions, I they're, guess. They're, I they're great them. for their team, you know. Best players on their team, for sure. Yeah. Fox Sports put Bruno Fernandes in their team. I, if Bruno Fernandes had been there for the yeah. whole season I'm or if we had agree. to watch him play... But I, he's played I, six games. Yeah, for No <laughs> chance. I could definitely see him slotting in and people would be like, he's only been there for half a season, how could you do that? But I, if he kept up his input for the whole season. Yeah, completely agree. 100%. Like, he's been fantastic, which has been, I don't know, kind of good to see for... Uh, I don't particularly like United, but it's been good to see them actually sign someone who's yeah, paid off. Exactly. But they've struggled a bit with that recently. So, yeah, I think he could have been in the conversation pushing on later to the season. But, yeah, Buendia, seven assists, no goals, um, but seven assists for uh, Norwich, probably, besides Pookie and Cantwell. Yeah. No, probably probably one of the shouts is probably... The Watford team, so not the Wolves team. Yeah, you yeah. Know, think about Ruben Neves. Obviously, we get to the forwards like Jimenez, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I agree. The Wolves yeah. probably suffer from their team collective success. So. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, and then so so we'll go with KDB, Hendo, and uh, Grealish. Yeah, yeah. That's happy with that. Okay, I'm happy with that too. Forwards. I think the first person that gets in there is Vardy. Yeah, it wouldn't be my first one. I think he should be in there, definitely. Oh, uh, I was. I'm thinking striker. I wasn't thinking yeah. Mane and Salah just yet. Um, I think yeah, for striker position, I think Vardy takes that just because he is the league leader. Nineteen. Oh, yeah, completely agree. Nineteen goals. He scores goals. He's very similar yeah. to an Alfie in a way. Like yeah, he just scores goals. And he'll go down. You like in the prem, oh. he'll go down as such a cult figure. And I just think I don't know how he keeps running. He's he's just, that must be a no. lot of Red Bull and assistant. Oh, Red Bull, Red Bull, chewing tobacco, and. The energy, like you know, the little energy shots. I think oh, he has them. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't get his diet. Man. He may as well be a smoker, but probably is. Yeah, yeah probably. He he could potentially be one. But yeah, I think if he hadn't retired from international football, he could definitely have been in the Euro squad. Especially if, Kane was injured still. Well, yeah. If I, I would, if I was Southgate, I'd be asking him to come out of retirement for it. Um, but yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, the only other people you could think of at striker would probably be Aguero. Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez, Danny Ings. Danny Ings has had a very, very good season. He kind of slipped off a little bit, but um, well, yeah, respectable season. Very important Proved himself because a lot of people doubted him after he went to Liverpool. Didn't yeah. play, got injured. And he, had, he was doing so well at Burnley. It took him a while to warm into it as well. Yeah. Um, he did good take though. his time, but... I mean, 15 goals this season is no mean feat, especially in a team like Southampton. And he would have been the reason if Southampton would have stayed up and if he stopped scoring, be the reason they'd probably go down. Like he's, oh, he's, he, was one, he was keeping them afloat. Yeah, yeah definitely. He was really keeping them afloat. Um, Aguero, as always, gets injured 
for <laughs> some point of time goals, and still it? gets over 15. Don't understand it. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, 16 goals, 3 assists in 22 games. He'd go down and probably Premier League team if of, like, ever. Ever, yeah. Which, uh, he gets hard done by. He very rarely makes the PFA team right Yeah, but he's just, he's, again, just always so consistent, so... Yeah, I think he's really good. Um, but I think, yeah, Vardy gets that striker position. So the wingers. And then wingers, I think your only options are really Mane and Salah and maybe... I think honourable mention goes to Adama, but he hasn't beat those two, yeah. I don't think. I think also people have been saying Aubameyang, so they an okay season. Aubameyang has had actually a really good season, and he does get played out on the right wing a fair bit. He is the second highest scorer with 17. More games than Aguero played, but um, he's been good. But Arsenal have been really mediocre. I mean, but yeah, the Jets have been mediocre too, and we put Dimi in. So, does he make that? I don't know. I think Mane makes it for me because I, like, who doesn't love that smile <laughs> to start with? Beautiful. That man he's, is he's such, like a nice, a, such a nice dude. He's an angel. So. Like yeah, fourteen goals, seven assists. Part of the deadly front three for Liverpool um, that have pretty much clinched the league now. Um, yeah, I can't see him not being in there. I could, I could warrant putting Aubameyang in ahead of Salah, purely because I don't really like Salah that much. <laughs> Why don't you like Salah? I don't know. He's just a bit of a prick. <laughs> in what way is that man a prick? He doesn't do anything. He shoots all the time when he should pass it to Mane, and Mane is such a nice guy. Yeah, you guys sound like the Liverpool fans, not me. I don't really like Salah very much. But that being said. Another great season for the Egyptian King. 16 goals, 6 assists. Uh, yeah. Second most shots in the league, which is not surprising yeah, to okay. anyone. He's got that about him. He's got a bit of an ego about him because he can knows the heights he can reach. Yeah. But um, he still manages to deliver. Yeah, 16 goals, 6 assists. Uh, Aubameyang is only 17 goals. Um, a handful of assists, but not as many. Mm. Salah so still probably gets a little bit underrated just because everyone... Just what, like oh, that one season, season wonder, like yeah. what thirty six was it? Yeah. yeah so like everyone just assumes he'd be a one season wonder. Yeah, I mean, really. sixteen goals, six assists is definitely no one season yeah. wonder. And the season's obviously still had a bit to play. So if we're picking it now, I'm happy to put him in there. So we go Mane, Vardy, Salah. Yep. Deadly true. I love it. So as a coach, who do you go? Klopp or Chris Wilder. Yeah, it'd be Klopp or Chris Wilder, I think. I, yeah. yeah, I think Chris Wilder. I mean, it's just hard to get... I get caught up in, like, the romanticism of, like, the story. Should we give it to the romantics out there? Yeah. The football romantics? Chris Wilder gets to that. This was a huge discussion just before the league ended, just about, like, it was going to be the, between those two. Yeah. Like, you compare... The, the award is best manager of the season. Klopp should get it. Like, mm-hmm. based on every game, we've only lost one game. Yeah. drawn one game, all this sort of stuff. But then, as Ed just pointed out, the romantic side of it, a football, a football of its entirety, Chris Wilde is that perfect character. He's taken Sheffield from the championship to fifth yeah. in the league. Can we go co-managers? Yeah, co-managers. Co-managers, Klopp and Wow, Klopp can you imagine those two as co-managers? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. All right, the league up. So Let's the co-managers, Klopp and Wilder, are taking Henderson from Sheffield Trent, Virgil and Robbo from Liverpool with Soyukun from Leicester next to VVD. Yeah. Uh, in the midfield, you've got Henderson as a DM, uh, maybe pushing a little bit forward from Liverpool, obviously. KDB from City, great number 10. And Grealish, great number 10 slash winger as well yeah. from Villa. Nice to see Villa get a shout too. Yeah. And then attack, you've got on the left, Mane, Liverpool, Salah, right, Liverpool, and striker Vardy from Leicester. Yeah. I think that's a pretty solid team. 
a much more a, like a much more team that could actually play football yeah. especially because <laughs> most of them are from Liverpool but <laughs> yeah but I think that's I think that's a really good team isn't it weird that we had two of the same last names in both teams we had two Grants in the A-League Ooh. and two Hendersons oh, in the wow. that's trivia. not related not related not make sure you know that I actually here's a fun fact for you all if you've listened this far for a solid year or two my brother made me believe Colo Toure and Yaya Toure weren't related <laughs> Like, and I believed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That checks out. I was like, because I saw them play, I was like, oh, Toure's, like, surely those guys are related. And he was like, no, like, why would you say that? Shut up, dude. And uh, yeah, I believed that for quite some time. So that was really good. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. I yeah, think. Yeah, it's good. I've come to remember the A League one was definitely a much more contentious, which is why I love the A League. It you is, know? yeah. You just, you have all these rogue shouts you don't even think about, all these stores. And yeah, I mean, Liverpool. Best team Prem might have ever seen, so that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. All right, so on to trivia before we uh, wrap the episode up. Yep. Usual order. Oh, yes, of course. Let's... Scoreboard update. Can anyone... Zav, you're on four. I believe I'm on four. I'm on one still. Yep. And because you didn't give us a bloody question, and Ed, you're on two. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Zav's managed to sneak two points in one bloody episode and then ask us what we take onto a deserted island. Do you island. want me to ask two questions this week? No, it's if, fine. I have two questions. If, you oh, uh, if you've got two questions, ask two questions. Okay. All right. Um, my one, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have a little warm up one. All right. Does it not count? Uh, yeah. Right. It doesn't count? Or no, it, does it doesn't count. count. Okay, just a bit um, of fun. My one is a quote by a famous Dutch footballer. Cruyff, okay. Johan Cruyff, and he says... As opposed to his son, Jordy. <laughs> Shut up. My two great loves are football and... Winning? I didn't want to say it. Yeah, women? No. Cigarettes. I was going to say smoking, but I thought that would be not nice. So there you go. That's a little warm-up, but um, my real question is... The most trophies... Of all time for a club, it goes to something you wouldn't even know. In, so in the world, in the world. Oh, okay. So is it something South American? No, mm. that's not the question. Okay. Yeah. Who has the second most trophies of all time? Club has what club has the second most trophies in all time? In all the world. In all the world. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of clubs. Is it an Eastern European team? Something like that. No, it's a team you will know. Real Madrid. Is that your guess? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Inter. Wow. You guys are going out there with some interesting shouts. Uh, both wrong? Yes. Both wrong. Go again? Or... Yeah, you guys... Okay, one more. One more guess. Can we, do we get a clue now? Okay. A clue is they're not in the top five leagues. Uh, not, top, not in the top five European leagues, but you will know the club. Benfica? Ooh, that's a good guess. No. Hmm... I was thinking that, Ajax. That's the right think, idea, though. I was thinking Ajax. I don't think it's going to be Ajax. Might be like Shakhtar Donetsk, something like that. Yeah. One of those. Or what's the one that... The Greek team in the Piakos. Or what's the one... Panathinaikos or Pal. Praha. Or what's the one that... Um, uh, what's his name? Used to play for the Aussie. Play Dagenek. Yeah, Dagenek. Yeah. Oh, Red Star Belgrade. Could be Red Star? So it's not Red Star. Yeah. Thank you. Red Star Belgrade. I've got yeah. Red Star Belgrade. Change it up. No, Rangers 115 trophies. Oh, Rangers? Celtic are only behind by like 10 trophies because literally... I had this conversation with someone. That's it, because I thought you guys would know it because it's oh. just so dominant for so long. Yeah, I didn't even think that way. That, that's that way. it. And the top one was Damn an it. Egyptian club. So 
Okay, so I'm glad I answer. But um, you guys really no points. Right ballpark, but no points. Okay. I, I, I was giving too many easy ones. Like how many numbers? Who's closest? And yeah, yeah. One to yeah. That so. was tough, but no, I like the question. Is it me? It's you. Oh yeah. So you asked it. Okay, I'll ask the next question. Don't look at my screen. Okay. I'm not looking. So my question relates to our topic, as it always does. Um, so who has the most appearances in the PFA A League Team of the Year? As a quick note, the PFA A-League Team of the Year only started in the 08-09 season. So who has the most appearances in the PFA A-League Team of the Year? And I'm only counting on the starting 11, not the bench. I'll go Berisha. Okay, Berisha locked in. Oh my god. Okay. It'd be hard to go past... Oh. I don't what? think you're going to get it the first time. Broich. Broich. No, both of you are wrong. Um... Don't look. Okay. Uh, Barisha and Broish both have three. What was the map? What was the four? four? One person beats him. Do you want a clue? Yeah. Um, he plays in goals. Oh. Ooh. Oh, Michael Thea. No. Sav? Dink. Oh, yes, I know who it is, but I've forgotten oh. his name. <laughs> I forgot his name, I forgot his name. Galekovic. Yes, Galekovic. Oh, four appearances, four starting appearances. I think he had one on the bench as well, maybe. But yeah, he... <laughs> so glad I remember that. I was going to say, yeah, and he had a bench by accident. <laughs> I think he was in the uh, very first one in 08 or 09, and then the last he appeared would have been like That's true, 12, yeah. 13 or something. Him and Adelaide at certain seasons, especially when they won. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a... yeah. Fantastic goalkeeper, oh. mainstay in the A-League. But yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that at all. I would have expected a Barisha, but... Yeah. Archie Thompson, three. Barisha, three. Broish, three. Castro, three. Yeah. Of the last four, I think. He could get four. Uh, and Galekovic, four. Yeah, he could he could get four, depending on what the PFA decide if the season ends. Uh, but yeah, so Zab, you get a point. You're on to five. Wow. You might take it a massive lead. Jesus. Jesus. All right, lucky I've got two, so two questions. Which player has played in the North London, Merseyside, Manchester derbies and has won the Premiership, FA Cup and Champions League? Ding and Nelka. Correct. What? Oh. You watch too much bloody trivia, mate. <laughs> what was it? Champions League, Champ- FA Cup, and the league title. Yeah, because he's played, played in Merseyside, guys. Manchester, yeah. and oh, that's yeah. always a good shout though because he's just played. Anyway. That's 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 a that's a thinker. Alrighty. Next question. So you're three for five. I'm, three, I'm always one. good with Sad's questions. I'm so I only get from Sad's questions. I've got one point. Who scored the first ever Premier League perfect hat trick? Left, right, left foot, right, right. <laughs> <Good night. laughs> Whack! Oh, God. First ever Premier League perfect hat trick. Yeah. Matt Letizia? No. Uh, Van Nistelrooy? No. This is hard. We get to go again? Yeah, keep going. Can we get a clue? This, is, this needs a clue. Yeah, this is clue point. Yeah, I'm just double checking. <laughs> Classic Zav with trivia. He's like, oh, just no worries. Just make it up. All right. He's played for Chelsea, Middlesbrough, Atletico Madrid, Leeds. Most of his games were played at Chelsea, though, where he scored 69 goals. Hasselbank? Yes. <sighs> yeah, cop that, mate. Oh, absolutely done. Yeah. I'll take that one. Be old Jimmy Floyd. What a legend. So I'm on. So it's five three two now. I'm sneak. I'm sneaking back there. Yeah. I'll get there slowly. Yeah. That was good trivia. And again, great episode. Thank you very much, lads. No worries, mate. Glad Any uh, 
touching touching thoughts before we start to wrap this one up? Stay at home. Stay at home. <laughs> yeah, come party with me. No, don't. Stay at home. If you're going to party, I've seen a lot of it on Instagram and stuff, just fire up Zoom, fire up Skype, get a couple beers out, Oof. do a pub trivia with your mates Ooh. online or something, or Cards Against Humanity. I think we're going to play some uh, games online with all of our mates in the next couple of days. When I mean, well, when the three people that work full-time get some time off. That's it. The rest of us are just waiting for you guys to to be able to uh, have some beers with us online. That's so weird. Virtual beers. Virtual beers. Wow. Well, anyways, thank you very much to uh, everyone who's listened this far. We hope you have enjoyed deliberating who could potentially make the A-League and EPL team of the seasons. I think we did a pretty good job at selecting a well-rounded team. Obviously, as you said, A-League was a little bit harder to... uh, select but yeah we had good fun we hope you guys have enjoyed listening if you have any comments about it send us a message chitty chatter on twitter chitty underscore chatter on instagram give it a follow give it a like i'm uh, pretty active on twitter now on the chitty chatter channel so yeah go have a look and let us know your thoughts thanks for all the support from anyone who sent a message so far and hopefully fingers crossed lads we see you all next week. Lovely. Have yeah. a good week, guys. Thanks and I'll speak to you later. Buenas noches.